Gents, I just want to pause the episode for a moment to let you know about the Strong Men of Value Academy. You will have heard me refer to it a number of times and I want to bring more attention to it. So this isn't just a program. It's a life-changing environment and community of men who are focused on personal and professional growth. We're looking at areas of relationships, wealth, and health, things to help you thrive and maximize your life. Imagine having bi-monthly one-on-one coaching sessions with myself, weekly group coaching calls, and an incredible brotherhood of high achievers by your side. Now we're diving into resilience, leadership, and holistic growth to not just succeed in your career, but to thrive in your health and your relationships. Your journey to greatness, it starts here. So join the movement and you can apply for the Strong Men of Value Academy. You can head to the man that camproject.com to find out more. The Man That Can Project Podcast, a podcast empowering career-driven men to live more fulfilling lives. We are here to challenge your beliefs, redefine success, and talk about the important stuff in a relatable way. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. My name's Lockie Stewart. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. My name's Lockie Stewart, and it is awesome to have you either returning or tuning in for the very first time. Our numbers or our listens are skyrocketing at the moment. So I want to welcome uh, everyone who's tuning in for the first time. It means a lot, and I really uh, value your time. So I want to make today's short and sharp. So for those who are only new to the show, you'll know every Monday we release an episode with an incredible guest. Every Thursday or Friday, depending, uh, I'll do a short, sharp, and to-the-point episode around conversations that I'm having, questions that have been asked on social media or within our academy, or even just things that I'm curious about and or even learning or reading about. And today's going to be no different. We're going to be talking about if you don't like something, you have the power to change it. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a subtle kick up the ass, uh, one that I feel a lot of people need to create the life that they want. Now, remember, before we dive into this, applications, the, or the wait list for the Strong Men of Value Academy is now open. So if you want to be at the top of the list when our applications go live in only a couple of weeks, make sure you head over to the website, themanthatcanproject.com, and you will be able to leave your details there and you'll be notified as soon as the wait list turns into an application and your application will come straight through to me. And if I feel uh, where our program and our academy is an awesome fit for helping you get what you want out of your life, then you will be approved. If not, you won't be approved and that's completely fine. I'll uh, help point you in the right direction. So make sure you definitely check that out. Anyway, let's dive into it. So if you want to improve anything in your life or if you don't like something in your life, you have the power to change it. One of the most frustrating things that I experienced for a very long time in my life was I didn't believe I was in control of my life. I didn't believe that I personally had the power or the control in order to change my life. I thought that sometimes, you know, what comes before me is what I have to play, right? It's much like uh, you think about sport, you know, if a specific ball, you know, if Shane Warne's bowling you a ball, you have to play it, right? That's, that's because that's the game you've chosen to play. But if you don't like facing bloody spin bowls or uh, bounces or whatever it is, change the sport that you play just like you can change the outcomes in your life. So think about this, right? 
I believe a lot of the reasons why I personally didn't change things in my life was one, I wasn't aware that I could change it. Two, I lacked the understanding of what to do in order to create change. And three, I allowed the consequences, quote unquote, to be a reason why I couldn't change rather than the reason why I should change. So I want to talk more into those today. And obviously, for those who've listened to the podcast for a while, there's a great episode on how to uh, go through the process of behavioral change, right? The, the step process in order to do that. And I'd highly encourage you to check that out. It's about six months ago. So I would say about 50 episodes ago. Go back there, or if you're in the academy, there is actually some worksheets already there for you. So, what um, happens is many of us want to change, right? You may be in a relationship that you know is toxic or it just isn't fulfilling for you, but you continue to put your head in the sand and just hope that it gets better. Hope is a fucking poor strategy. If you want to change something, you've got to do more than hope. Hope means you're aware that you need change, but it isn't a plan. There is no action behind that. What you need to back anything up with is action. And here's how I'd look at it. If you're worried about the consequences, and let's talk to someone who's married and has children. A lot of the time when I speak with men who have, are married and have children, and they've been in a toxic relationship for a long time, They don't want to leave the relationship because they don't want to break the family up, but they're so miserable that it is having a negative impact into other qualities of their life. For me personally, I look at that and I go, well, life's too short and I understand uh, the family dynamic and not wanting to unsettle children, etc. Actually, I take that back. I don't understand because I don't have children, but I can... um, empathize with that, right? I can, I can definitely see why someone would want to consider that. But then I flipped to the other side and one thing that really struck a chord with me uh, a few weeks ago when we had Dennis Hogan on the show was that, you know, he would much rather be the perfect, or, you know, not the perfect, but be an example to his children. So if he wants to tell his daughters to chase their dreams, but he's given up on his inboxing, where's the authenticity behind that? So if you want to be a great role model for your children, and this is how I believe I'm going, well, this is how I am living my life, and I hope and I believe that the actions that I'll take will live through into all areas of my life, I'm always going to give myself two options. One, I'm going to try and fix everything that I can that I want to, right? We always have decisions. Our quality of life is based off the decisions that we make. And when you think about a relationship, it's, it comes back to this. One, first question. Would you like to save the relationship? You're either going to get a yes or you're going to get a no. And if you struggle there, make a fucking decision. With the answer, let's say, yes, it's worth saving. Next question, what do I feel I can do to improve the relationship? Give yourself a list of uh, a to-do list, create a to-do list, and start chipping away. Now, two things are going to happen as a result of that. Your relationship is going to improve or it won't. Now, you're then faced with another decision. Do you end the relationship or do you continue being miserable? I know which I would choose. And this is where it comes back to 
we need to be in control for the outcomes of our life because I look at it like this. In order, you know, you need to put yourself first. You need to look after you for other people. So other people get to experience the best version of you, the most enthusiastic, positive, driven version of yourself. If you're continuing to put yourself second and worry about everyone else's needs or uh, how other people may perceive you, you're going to put yourself second and they're only going to get a shell of yourself or they may get a bitter, they may get a resentful version of who you are truly as an individual. And you don't want that. There's no fucking way you want that. And this is where those hard decisions need to be made. Right? Hard decisions help you live a better life because you know that you've given it good thought. You know that you've taken the appropriate action and you know that the decision that you're making, you're doing it for the best possible outcome that, you know, with the information that you know at this current point in time. So I understand there's always going to be considerations, whether it's with the example I gave with relationships or it could be fine, you know, your job, for example, or it could be, uh, you know, with your health or leaving a personal trainer or whatever it is, even giving the Our Academy a go, right? There's always, you know, there's only two answers, yes or no. That's it. So what I want you to think about this is this. If you don't like your relationship, change it. If you don't like your job, change it. If you don't like your health or where your health is at, change it. You are the only one who can do that. No one is going to do that for you. So don't sit there thinking that confusing yourself and saying, I'll give myself a little bit more time or I'll uh, see how I feel next week. No. Stop doing that and start making some decisions that you can use to really help you get to where you want to get to, right? If you're saying this, if you're saying, okay, I'll give myself till next week, what day and what time and how will you know whether it's a yes or a no at that point? What is going to change between now and then? A lot of the time people want to change, but they still feel the same way they feel right now then, but they still don't have the balls to make the decision. So I really want you to think about this. I really want you to take that in your stride and understand that we're creatures of habit. So the next thing to consider is this. When you go to change something in your life, for example, when a relationship falls apart or when you uh, end a relationship, one of the biggest challenges that people experience, and I've experienced this myself, is the habit of talking or communicating with your partner or ex-partner at that point in time. It's the morning messages or the lunchtime messages or the good night messages or even just coffees or whatever is going on. I understand that, right? And that has been a habit for however long you have been together, I would imagine. What you need to now understand is you can't just rip something out and not replace a habit because that time is going to be there. And as I said a moment ago, because we're creatures of habit, if you don't replace it, what was once there will creep back in, right? This is why so many blokes, my guilty here, very guilty, would message your ex and go, oh, I'm sorry, I want you back, I made a mistake, all of this sort of stuff, even if it's against everything that you thought about when you made the initial decision. So that is a human instinct, right? If we don't replace a habit, old habits will creep in. So when you have made the decision that you're going to create change, and like I said, whatever it is, you need to replace it with something. Think about what you can replace the old habit with, a new habit that is going to better improve whatever it is in your life, that is going to better improve your health, that is going to better improve maybe your relationship with self, going to make you feel more fulfilled, more uh, experience more adventure in your life. You need to think about that and 
or find a way to create a plan to actually recreate that habit. That is an extremely important thing. So thank you guys for tuning in. Short, sharp Thursday sesh. Uh, And uh, actually another thing to just sort of touch on, tomorrow night, there is a number of our academy members. We're doing a 12-hour walk raising uh, awareness and uh, funds for Prostate Cancer Australia, which is exciting because as I've mentioned on the show before, dad recently had his uh, prostate out uh, earlier in the year. So he's going to be joining us for you know, a couple of hours during the walk as well. But we're doing 12 hours, which is – I'm not actually worried about the time or the distance. You know, it's roughly 55 kilometers. What I'm worried about or interested to see how I respond to – is the lack of sleep. We're doing 5 p.m. Friday night till 5 a.m. Saturday morning. I haven't stayed up past, you know, I guess 12 or 1 for a very long time. So it's going to throw my sleep out, but it's going to be a challenge nonetheless, and I'm very excited for it. So make sure you guys follow along on the socials and uh, stay up to date with everything that we're doing there. It's going to be a blast and definitely going to make our community even stronger. So remember, if you want to or would like to be invited to be a part of our community events and get involved with the academy, head over to the website, themanthatcanproject.com, and you can find all the info from there, which would be awesome. Have a great week, guys. Until next time, keep being the best man you can be. Thank you for listening to the Man That Can Project podcast. My name is Lockie Stewart, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you did please take a moment to rate and review the Man That Can Project on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our newest episodes. We'll see you again next time.